Moncrief on News Talk. Now, there are some who decry the use of emojis uh, rather than using actual words. Others who avoid them altogether because they don't really know what they mean. Because we have to be careful about emoji use, particularly depending on context. Keith Brony is editor-in-chief of Emojipedia.org. Good afternoon, Keith. Good afternoon. Great to talk to you. How many different sorts of emojis are there? So of the type of emojis that you can insert in line with text across, you know, text messaging or social media, there's almost 4,000 now. Good God. And there is like a world emoji body that's in charge of this thing. Yes, exactly. There is an international organization called Unicode that actually signs off on new emoji concepts that get added to our emoji keyboards each year. And who, who is inventing? Who's constantly in the process of inventing new emojis? So people across the entire planet can submit proposals to Unicode. And they have a specific committee that has volunteers from a huge litany of tech companies like Apple, Google and Microsoft and actually ourselves in Emojipedia. We go through all of those proposals. We debate their merits. And then it actually is quite an exhaustive process. It can take almost two years. And then if it's approved, that concept begins begins to appear on your emoji keyboard. Yeah, because I I imagine it's probably, given that there's over 4,000, it might be difficult to come up with a a new idea in in that sense. Well, I will say in that 4,000 number is variations for gender and different skin tone options as well. There's about 2,000 unique concepts in there. Right, okay. So it's not like, you know, the way the Germans have a word for everything. Uh, uh, <laughs> in that kind of unusual situations you've never been in. There's a specific German word for it. Can it be like that for emojis? Well, certainly you're able to combine different emojis to attempt to convey a different meaning. For example, you can combine the fire emoji with the wastebasket emoji if you want to convey the sense of a, you know, a dumpster fire. And more and more hand gesture emojis have been added to try and kind of allow users to kind of you know, present something in emoji form to one another or push something away. So there is a a lot more emojis being added to the keyboard to encourage combinations. But Mm. really and truly, the most popular ones are still use of one particular emoji or multiples of the same one. Yeah. Now, but does the meaning of those emojis change depending on fashion, depending on what country you're in, depending on the context of the interaction? Absolutely, they can. Now, each emoji does sit on what I call a sliding scale of universality. Some of the very explicitly positive facial expressions are very unlikely to vary depending on the conversation, regardless of the audience. But other ones are much more ripe for repurposing. Think a lot of the animals, even the foods, some of the symbols. And people have become incredibly playful with the emoji keyboard over the last, say, 10 years. You've had the contemporary emoji keyboard for about... 10 or 11 years now. It's very much so become a part of like the furniture when it comes to digital communication. And that's enabled people to get a little bit more playful and start repurposing them in ways that we wouldn't have perhaps expected uh, when they were first introduced. And a great example of this is how younger generations in particular are using the skull emoji to convey laughter as opposed to the more explicitly crying, laughing faces. Ah, okay. And so, but like, say the skull emoji... What was it originally uh, intended to convey? Well, it was originally intended to convey, you know, what we would historically associate with a skull, you know, death, decay, uh, you know, the passing on of uh, one's life. But now, because we, uh, you know, language gets embellished in, in many ways over time, playfully to emphasize, um, uh, emphasize emotional response, 
the slang kind of phrase, I'm dying laughing, mm. uh, became popular. And then, you know, people began to contract that and say, I'm dead. And then in digital spaces, people began to just use the skull emoji to say, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or skull, 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 uh, kind of emulating the beat gesture style pattern we've seen with many emojis over time. Yeah, so a, bit, so a skull emoji is the last thing if you kind of said, just to let you all know, my auntie died. Uh, you wouldn't include a skull emoji with that or indeed reply with one. Certainly not. I mean, I would say even prior to that emoji taking on this kind of uh, laughter-based connotation, that would be a little insensitive to put the, uh, <laughs> the skull yes. at the end of kind of uh, some solemn news of that kind, especially because, by and large, regardless of the kind of type of expression that is being conveyed by the emoji, people use them in more positive emotional contexts. Even if you see a kind of uh, an anguished face or what have you, it's quite likely the person is still attempting to be playful or add a little bit of levity to the message. Sure. If uh, there's an emoji present, it's probably playful. If there's not, they're probably intending you to take this message a little bit more seriously, at least in casual conversation. Now, you may remember during the lockdown, there was a period during which Stephen Donnelly was, you know, was tweeting regularly about what wonderful work he was doing, and it became fashionable to send him back a thumbs-up emoji. Oh, I do remember this. (laughs) And and now, that didn't mean thumbs-up anything but. uh, But when that kind of trend finished, does that... Did that kind of ruin using the thumbs up emoji for all time among Irish people or can we go back to using it in the kind of more literal sense? Well, it really, it does depend. The thumbs up emoji is actually a little bit more controversial than many people would expect. Oh. And that actually predates uh, Stephen Donnelly's quick fire use of it in that uh, now infamous text message. But the way in which he did it is, in, you know, indicative of why it's become so controversial. It's viewed as a very low-effort response to a message that perhaps uh, perhaps merited a more substantial response. The thumbs-up itself is not the issue. It's the brevity of the message and how kind of curse it can come across to people. Um, this is largely derived from how Facebook Messenger, one of the most popular messaging platforms for many years across the globe, uh, initially allowed you to provide a quick thumbs-up reaction uh, as, you know, which is one click or one press press of a button. And it's become synonymous, again, particularly amongst younger generations, with that low-effort response as opposed to the kind of classic in-person positive gesture. Ah, right. Then again, at the same time, is it important what his intent was? In the sense, like, he's Minister for Health. During a health crisis, he was probably kind of busy. Um, Sure, intent is key, and knowing your audience is key, but it really comes down to whether or not the recipient of uh, the kind of brief message felt that it was curse or perhaps rude. You also see this uh, happen with the slightly smiling face emoji, as it's called, the one with the kind of very simple dots for eyes and the very slight smiling face. This can actually be construed by, again, Mostly younger generations, those that are more, say, emoji adept or getting much more innovative with their use of the emoji keyboard, they look at that emoji and see all the other different, more explicitly happy, smiling faces and say, you've opted to use the most low expressive, the least expressive version of this. This Mm -hmm. feels like the most uh, performative version of trying to add a positive emotional inflection to the message. And it can therefore backfire. Yeah. How do, how do young people know the meanings of all, all the emojis or, or, or how they change over time? I mean, is this kind of an or, or almost like organically learning a language? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive collaborative process that occurs across social platforms in particular and then begins to disseminate across people's various text messages. I mean, look, the Emoji Keyboard is a tool that's available for free for all of us uh, that have a, uh, you know, a contemporary smartphone. This is billions upon billions upon billions of people all across the globe. And when they are looking to communicate with one another, the keyboard is just there. It's there to be explored. It's there to be utilized. And it's there to be played with. People are able to, you know, respond to a message that's come before and maybe get a little inventive with their emoji use. And maybe given the context of the conversation, it has a little bit of extra meaning in there. And that can then maybe grow in, in certain contexts. A great example of this is what's technically called a triangular flag emoji. It's a small little uh, triangular red flag that was kind of not particularly well used across any platform up until the last year and a half when there was this viral trend of using it to talk about people's quote-unquote red flags in dating context. Mm. And now that emoji, the triangular flag emoji, is synonymous with the concept of, oh, that's a bit of a red flag. I don't really like how this person said this or how they kind of act in this way. So emojis can be repurposed or can be imbued with kind of uh, purposes that they has always had the potential to hold um, in many different ways, but it is collaborative. People need to use it in this instance in the first place, and it needs to be agreed upon, reutilized, and perpetuated by a, a ever-growing audience. And that can be a group chat, that can be a, you know a larger group of fan, uh, friends, it can be a workplace, it can be a fandom for something in pop culture, and then it can reach you know. Um, like mass usage. And this is what happened, of course, with the skull emoji, emulating mm. that slang phrase. It builds and builds over time. It's a collaborative process. But can it mean different things in different parts of the world? I mean, is there a part of the world where an eggplant is just an eggplant? <laughs> uh, there are certainly certain communities uh, that would love if the eggplant was just an eggplant. Uh, there was, uh, <laughs> I once did a, a chat with a variety of uh, eggplant, uh, eggplant farmer lobby group in the UK who were as you'd imagine, pretty upset with what has happened to the <laughs> aubergine slash eggplant emoji over the last number of years. Uh, the same with, say, the peach emoji. I mean, mm. if you're in, uh, uh, you know, Georgia, for example, uh, the peach could well mean the state. But if you look at uh, how the majority of people use it across the world, uh, world, it, it does mean one's derriere more often than not. Yeah. So to, to keep up with the, the kind of changing meanings and uh, and the nuances... Is well, you're, I I suspect you're going to say just go on Emojipedia and uh, th- they'll explain all those things. To keep up with all that, that must be a job of work for you. It is now. There is a team of us here at Emojipedia that are constantly tapped into what's happening across social media in terms of emojis slowly being co-opted and being repurposed, but also like viral repurposing that can occur. This can be either temporary or it can be a little more kind of long form. There's a huge amount of linguistic research that goes into our definitions on Emojipedia. We have, a, you know, an entire kind of set of, you know, rules as to how we update these meanings. So, yes, Emojipedia.org is the friend of anyone who's just, just wants to make sure they're not going to, you know, unintentionally, uh, you know, do an emoji faux pas when communicating with somebody. Mm. Uh, Celine in London says, I need a Guinness emoji. Where can you submit suggestions? Well, unfortunately, I will say that a Guinness emoji has basically zero chance of being accepted because it's a branded concept. Mm. The emoji keyboard, again, is available by default across all of our smartphone devices. 
and no brand concepts are allowed, no brand logos, no overly specific products. The idea of something being entered into the Emoji Keyboard is that it should be a broad concept that could be utilized in a variety of different situations. And that's also why, and this is a very controversial one in the kind of alcohol space, that we only have a red wine emoji as opposed to a white wine emoji, because that's technically not the red wine emoji, it's the concept of wine. But people do get quite wound up about that one. Ah, yeah, wine, uh, kind of uh, wine specialists would. Uh, and just an example of what we've been talking about, somebody says it's not just emojis, uh, and it, it <laughs> My granny used to think uh, lol meant lots of love. I sent her a message telling her that my dog was really sick in the vets and they thought she wouldn't make it. So I was asking for her to do the granny thing of lighting a candle at mass. She replied lol. Well, <laughs> there you go. You know, the, the emojis have literally entered into the same space as, you know, internet slang and, and slang in general. And certain slang terms can be understood as one thing in one context and other things in other contexts that can be... Uh, you know, multiple different meanings simultaneously, and usually one, you know, overcomes the other in the, you know, in the mind, in the, the minds of the majority. But you do get instances like that as well. Yeah, Keith, uh, fascinating to talk with you. Thank you very much for doing so today. That was Keith Brony, there, editor in chief of Emojipedia.org. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.